Hello, I'm Melanie Riding and this is the Riding Footloose podcast. These podcasts are also available in video and sometimes written format and can be found at youtube.com forward slash riding footloose or riding2nz.com. Thank you for listening and do give me some feedback. I'm always keen to hear your thoughts. It's now been eight years since I landed on New Zealand shores with just a suitcase, a bike and big hopes for the future. Here are my standout moments in the last 12 months and the seven years before that. If you were to ask me what the landmark moments were in the last seven years, here's what pops out in my mind most prominently without thinking too hard. Key moments in the last eight years. I lost my mother to cancer June 2013, just weeks after arriving in New Zealand. I quit teaching. I went back to school to retrain as a personal trainer and then again as a massage therapist. My dad visited New Zealand. I went back to England to celebrate my dad remarrying. Sadly, I have not been back since. Completely missed my sister's twin daughters growing up. The last time I saw them, they were babies. They are now both seven years old. I had a knee injury, which stopped me racing in triathlon altogether and eventually uh, had a total knee replacement in 2018. I got my mum's handwriting tattooed on my foot in 2016 and it said walking with angels. And then I subsequently lost that foot and the leg below the knee in 2020. Here's how my life has changed. My memories of living in England have not faded, but my associations with these have. For the first few years of living here, all my living comparisons were England dominant. Lifestyle was different to how I knew it. How much things cost, I compared to what I would have expected in English item to cost. I don't know when this swapped around. I didn't even notice it had until recently someone asked me how much a pint of beer would cost in England. I honestly could not remember at all. When I talk to relatives about the cost of things, it seems so far removed from what I once knew because all I know now is New Zealand life. How I used to live my life has also completely changed, slowed. Is that age or is that New Zealand? I don't think I can decide. In my 30s, things were high-paced. I was career-driven, sport-driven. I wanted to reach the highest echelons within my career as a teacher. And that is how I personally judged and measured my own success. Anything less than this, I considered a failure on my part. In sport, when I finally reached that light bulb moment around the age of 35, I applied the same principles. Team GB age group, nothing less would do. I worked hard at both of these goals, probably far too hard and at the times to detriment of my mental and physical health. I was able to put myself right on the wire and sometimes beyond, like in the finish line of Illat European Championships when I collapsed over the finish line after making darn sure I secured a Team GB top three finish. So, when the knee injury I sustained years ago and had run through for over a decade finally caught up with me and I started to slow down, I quit triathlon altogether when I knew I was no longer fast enough for Team GB. Then along 
came an out-of-the-blue below-the-knee amputation. That single event has made me reevaluate my entire way of viewing life and my own measures of what success actually might be. Work is no longer the centre of my life. Don't get me wrong, it's important and being self-employed is never easy, but it is not the only reason I get up in the morning. I used to say that I was a teacher. Teaching became who I was rather than what I did for a job. If you asked me today who I was, my first line would not be self-employed. I might now say a recreational athlete, a swimmer, disabled sport and disability advocate, a multitude of other things perhaps. Subtle difference, but a difference nonetheless. Then I had to learn to be different. When I came out the other side of the amputation, my first thing was to find myself a new sporting goal. The sad lack of structured sporting opportunities that is outside of school disability and the Paralympics means a major reconstruction of my motivation systems. I now know I cannot race on the international stage as an age group athlete anymore. I do not see the Paralympics as a realistic goal either. I don't even want to. I'm no longer in a place physically or emotionally where I want to spend my entire life and time measuring nutrition, pushing myself through tens of hours a week of training to reach my lofty goals. I want to sit back and enjoy the fact that I can. It's perfectly okay that that this is enough. It's tough. It's completely new. But it's also okay. What is rather sad is that my para-athlete opportunities would be much greater if I still lived in England. That is simply something I have to accept. Now what I need to learn is how to be happy in my own skin. To get used to the fact that I might go for a swim, well, just because, and for no other reason at all. That is a completely new concept for me for sure. Training has always been 100% structured around how to bag that next GB spot. Then I had to tackle communities getting used to me being different. I went to Dunedin's Moana pool this week for the first time since my amputation. It's a pool I've been to many times before as an able-bodied swimmer. There was a giant difference to how I'm received at my local pool. None of the pool staff made a drama out of it. I was left alone except for the occasional, do you need any help? And when I said no thanks, they would just carry on past. None of the swimmers, neither adults nor children, battered an eyelid. No stares, no comments, nothing. Everything was completely and perfectly normal. I am wondering if this is because not only do they have an amputee staff member, a cleaner I passed in reception who was wearing shorts with his prosthetic fully on show, And, or perhaps it's because it's Dunedin. The limb centre is here, so perhaps they see it more often. Who knows? It was much the same when I went to St Clair Pool. At my local pool, however, it's such a drama. I know that the staff are just wanting to make sure I have everything I need, but the help is sometimes a little bit over the top and makes me feel more self-conscious than I already do. Without fail, every time I go there, someone stares or points or comments are made. The looks, the sideways glances, well, you know what I mean. I am considering contacting a local school who was at the pool last week because their students all stared so much, I felt like I was in a freak show. Is it just that they simply don't get enough exposure to disability in the community? Finally, reflections on my life, my 50th year. As I approach the dreaded B 
big five oh i am very aware that my outlook on life is very different to how it was in my 30s or even compared to earlier in my 40s before my total knee replacement at the age of 46 and my amputation a few years after that money is not my focus i don't need the biggest house the flashiest car that latest gadget like i used to i need to be able to live the lifestyle i choose with a bit of cash spare for treats nice and simple pace of life is not my focus i like the slower more chilled easier pace of life i have less to squash into each 24 hours i don't feel as pressured to perform as i used to i can just be me i can do what i want when i want i don't know if it's new zealand has done this to me or if it was age or perhaps it's both all i need now is for covid to do one so i can travel as i please too not wanting to is one thing not being allowed to is quite another thank you for listening as always i'd love to hear your feedback if there's anything you want to add or any questions you want to ask please do just get in contact otherwise i'll talk to you again soon